0: Welcome
1: to the Intentional House Podcast. Here, it's all about creating beautiful homes that actually help families love better. Here's your host, the home
0: coach herself, Carly Thornock. What's up, homies? It's Carly, I'm so glad that you are here. This is the official podcast of Intentional House, where we drool over helping families design and maximize their homes to be wonder-filled connection magnets. And now I just want to I just want to point out I did not say we make houses that provide connection. And do we do this? Yes, do we use houses as our tool? Yes, but is it about the house? No. If you are thinking that the reason you feel disconnected from your life or from your people is because your house is wrong, you have have a bad couch, <laughs> your wallpaper is peeling, it's just a red herring. This is not about your house. I'm blowing up all my punchlines. This is what you learn when you join me in my programs. It's not about the house. And today we're going to talk about why. I'm so excited about today's episode. But first, before we jump in, I want to tell you about a little lifesaver, actually too. So there are two little lifesavers here that I'd like to discuss with you today. The first is palettes. Because I think I've mentioned here before, I have a porch made of pallets. And it has literally saved my life. It has also literally almost ended my life. But (laughs) it saved my life because when we live out on the ranch, we are parked in the dirt. Our trailer, our house, is parked just right on the dirt. So when you go out, you step on dirt, unless there's something else. And we have this really awesome blanket situation It's it's a a mat that allows sand to go through it. So, I mean, it's so good. It's prime. And when we're out and about and when we're traveling, it is the best. But here, when we have more of an established presence, when things are getting muddy and sandy, uh, when kids are riding bikes a lot more, the mat just wasn't cutting it. So we got a bunch of pallets, made ourselves a porch. And I'm telling you, the sand, the dirt tracking in has gone down significantly. So if you have a problem with dirt being tracked into your house, if you have people who may or may not be as conscientious as you prefer about them taking off their shoes or stepping in mud puddles (laughs) that live in your house with you, um, consider making the barrier to entry a little bit more intentional, a little bit more toward your goals. Because if we can solve the problem and circumvent agency, I'm just kidding, and help help people by the things that are that are proposed and the invitations to walk on a welcome mat that's very large, or to go on a pallet porch to get into the trailer, then we help ourselves before we need help, if that's making sense. The dirt falls off before they get into my house. Now, if you're not living on a dirt patch in the middle of the desert, this may or may not be pertinent to you. So take it for what it's worth. And also, of course, we want to use agency. I made that that joke just, you know, the side of my mouth, but I want to be clear with all who may listen to this now and forever, that agency is the reason why I believe we are here on this earth and not just to make the best choice but to understand what it's like to choose and to feel and to experience consequences and then to create. So while I say tongue-in-cheek like, and take away their agency, I want us to create really great invitations. And then that's a boundary. This is like boundary work. And then once we've created the clear invitation, we get to show up in love for however everybody else gets chooses agencies <laughs> to show up. So I can put out rugs and somebody could still take off their muddy shoes, walk across my rug, put on their muddy shoes and run into my house. There is still agency. There's no way we can fully control anybody's agency, nor should we, we have to protect agency. And that was an unplanned for soapbox. So you are welcome. The second thing that I want to talk to you about, well, first, okay, pallets, porches. Yes. Pallets for forts. I just put a stack of pallets, in my yard. And my children spend hours, hours, you guys, making forts out of them. All different kinds of forts. Everybody has their own room in the fort. There's a place for eating in the fort. They need blankets to cover it from the sun. Like this has become an extensive project. They need no nails. They need nothing from me. And they just go outside and play because I have a stack of pallets that I picked up in the back of a factory Then they didn't want them. So may I encourage us all (laughs) to hoard pallets? Okay. Second little lifesaver for you today is telling the truth. And this is not just like speaking facts. Last night I was at a ladies party, like a girls night, right? And it was with my neighborhood and it was so fun. And there are lots of us and we're all of various ages. Um, and it was so fun to be there with them. And they decided, since we were all kind of new to the neighborhood, to go around and have everybody say their, their name, obviously. And then they also had us tell the favorite thing, our favorite thing about living here at the ranch. And at first I was like, okay, what's the favorite thing about living on dirt in an RV? all together. I mean, there's some hard things. It's definitely a transition from suburbia for sure. And we all love the people. And so the first girl was like, I just love being here with all of you. I love all the people. And we all laughed because we're like, you took mine. And it's true. Like the people out here are crazy cool. They're so awesome. And I love being out here because, because of these friendships that I'm developing and the way that we live our life. Um, But, so so we made a rule. Can't be the people. You have to do your second favorite thing about the ranch. And as they started going one by one, I felt myself start to get into like performance mode of like, what am I going to say? Like, what's going to be funny? What's going to be like the right thing to say? And how many of us were there? Ooh, rough guess, 25. And as we kept going, the... I realized like, I want to say something that helps people get to know me better. And that's the purpose of exercises like this. These are the purpose of like icebreakers, like trust building experiences in the office. Like these things that sometimes feel stupid and a waste of time. And you're like, why are we doing this? This is so floofy. We're not even talking about like the meat. It could become the meat. And as these women went down the line saying their favorite things, they didn't discount it as being froofy and dumb. And this is what I love about these people. They're like, I love the rainstorms here. I love big open skies. And they would expound on it for two or three sentences. Like, do you feel like in high school when you do this on the first day of school, where they're like, say your name in your favorite movie. And you just be like... Carly, Princess Bride. And then the next girl would be like, Trisha, Gilmore girls, like whatever. You don't say anything about it. But here last night, they would, they like spoke to their passion, and it was beautiful. I was teary. I was getting goosebumps. These women were like sharing a piece of their soul with me. And I was surprised, not because I didn't think that they would do that. I just didn't know that a get-to-know-you exercise could be that powerful. And I could learn that much about them from these just little things that they said. So for some people, they love the rainstorms. Some people, they love the sunrises and the sunsets. Some people, they like said the things that were in my soul. And I found myself drawn to them and loving them more than ever. Some people said, we get to live in harmony with nature and learn how to create with the laws of nature. Somebody said, like, it feels like we're out here in like, Beta Garden of Eden, where we have no idea how this all works yet, and we have this desire to make beauty in abundance, and we don't know how that happens. We don't understand the laws, but as we pay attention and learn, it's coming, and we see that it's coming, and we're actually learning and actually producing, and like a hummingbird showed up on my property yesterday. This is, for me personally, like, what?! Hummingbirds just don't like come around the desert dust for fun. Like there must be some growth and becoming and cool things happening for for that to be here right now. So what I learned from this and the the little lifesaver that I want to extend toward you is that when we tell the truth without fear of judgment, there is connection in the vulnerability. So, what did I say? The favorite, my favorite thing about the ranch is appreciating the seasons and living with exposure to them. So, a trailer is not the most insulated of things. And when, like, my life is very directly tied to the weather and to the seasons and to, I like, I plan when I, go grocery shopping based on if it's rained recently. Like I've never considered that before in my life. And yesterday I could feel like the first breezes of fall, there was a different quality to the wind. And I, I was so surprised because when have I ever noticed that? Like, I feel like I noticed that like mid-October when you're like, Oh, I think I need a sweater. The leaves are changing. Like you, it's not that you don't notice seasons, but Yesterday, it was probably like a difference in degrees of two, like it was, it was small. But the coolest part was I felt fall. Oh, there's a whispering of fall. Something's happening. Chase, do you feel that? And we both looked at each other and we're like, is it actually cooler? We had to go check our thermometer. We're like, what's going on? And when things are hot, we do, we do different things than when things are cold. we When I cook differently based on the weather, I, I, use my things differently based on what season it is because I'm not micro controlling my environment. I am tied to nature. And there is something that is so beautiful to me about this. I feel like I'm in school learning how to to dance. It feels like dance training to dance with God through nature. It's so fun. Okay. So that's my favorite part about living at the ranch. My little lifesaver. Tell the truth, everybody. Take those moments that you're, that you are inclined to blow off and like say something true about yourself. Even with your kids, when they're asking you questions all day long, nonstop, (laughs) take a minute and dazzle them with a truth Of like, I don't know why Batman does that. That's amazing though. Could you, I always think about what it would be like to fly. Could you imagine living behind a waterfall? Like just some part of the subject that actually resonates with a deep part of you. Offer it and see what happens.
1: Good morning, good morning. It's Friday. Huzzah. Friday's my favorite day because I get to talk to you guys. How you doing today? How's everybody's week been? Uh, This week, the big news is that school started. For a lot of my friends, for a lot of people on the online, for a lot of people in the world, school has started this week. My family has not started school this week. Um, We kind of do a year-round kind of school. Okay, so school. Do you guys start school at a specific time in the fall? Do you start school in the fall? Do you go year-round school? What's your approach to school? As school is on mind, of the general public, I wanted to take school, and we've been talking about the whole house homeschool, right, this this month, and I want to turn to, to, to add a few new dimensions into what learning could be for your family this year. Whether or not you're doing school as a um, full, full-time experience, like around the calendar, or if you do from September to May or to June or whatever it is, I want to think I want you guys to think about how school is also just a vehicle our houses are a vehicle everything we do is just a vehicle to becoming so there are two things that I want you to identify per child and for yourself right now and that is what do you want to learn this year number one thing what character attribute do you want to develop number two what skills do you want to master so this is for you and then write it down for your children as well now bring them into this conversation okay so this isn't something that you decide and then you're done with but as a mom write down some brainstorms right now get out a piece of paper go get a post-it Whatever it is, write it down on your phone, but write down one character attribute that you want to work on for the year, for the school year, and then one skills attribute you want to work on, one skill that you want to master. Okay, and then for each of your kids, do the same thing. So character attributes could be things like patience, or kindness, or um procrastination, what would be the opposite of procrastination? Initiative, um, responsibility, or maybe you have a very type A kind of child and you want them to learn fun and you want them to learn to relax. You want them to learn to embrace failure, to feel still. Maybe you have an ADD child and you want to help them learn how to focus a little bit better. So this is so independent of any arbitrary set of shoulds. You as a mom have the ability, have the opportunity to take where your child is, where you are right now, see where you want to go and kind of decide what's one character attribute that your future self has that you have not developed yet. And you have the opportunity to develop that this year. The reason why we set character attributes first is because they will pave the way for any skill development you need to conquer. So, for instance, let's say that you need to learn Microsoft Excel. If you are a focused learner who doesn't take themselves too seriously, who is patient, then you can learn anything, right? Because you're going to be patient with it. You're going to work until it's done and you're going to become this master of Microsoft Word. Versus if we approach skills first saying like the goal of this year is to master Microsoft Word. You could master Excel or Word or whatever it is. You could master your program, but you wouldn't be a different person and you would just have one skill that's isolated. Whereas if we develop character first, it applies to any skills that we need to have. So by the time that our children are 18 years old, in 18 years for us, when we're 29, then no, we don't want to talk about children and us being 18 and us being 29. I guess that's like a little conflictual. Anyway, then you have 18 skills, 18 qualities that make skill development exponentially easier. So the first year when you have one skill, and granted, we're not going into this at ground zero, we all have more skills than one. But for the sake of this illustration, you have one skill one character attribute this first year to dedicate to this skill. And then on year two, you'll have two, two character attributes to learn your skill. And on year three, you'll have three character attributes. And by the time you're at year 10, year 18, you have all of these character attributes that make learning a skill easy and like second nature. You can pick up anything, do anything, learn anything, create anything that you want to create. Okay, so pick one. Pick one attribute, character attribute for yourself. And the only reason that we have a skill that we want to master is to practice the character attribute. So this turns the whole idea of school on its head. And this is uh, the problem that a lot of people have with homework who are in the public school system. And a lot of problem that people have with homeschool, um, just getting their kids to be diligent in the work is because they have focused Primarily on the skill. It's about the math. It's about checking off the box and doing the science. It's about making sure they get their degree, their their high school diploma, certification, blah blah check boxes, whatever it is. And they take an arbitrary system with skills and they try to plug it into their home and 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 teach that way to a skill. This is like teaching to the test. Whereas if we teach to the character, then all of the skills will be a byproduct. If you teach a love of learning to your learners, then they will be curious about investigating all of these different skills. Okay, so here's how this looks in real life. So you have your math curriculum, let's say. That's the skill that you want to focus on. And of course, there's a few skills that are gonna be learning at the same time. But if there's a core skill, one that you choose for your focus this year, math. You want your 10-year-old to learn how to do multiplication and division, let's say. And the skill attribute is, I I want my nine-year-old to learn, oh, let's see, what do I want him to learn most? I want him to learn flexibility and grace. So I'm going to choose grace. I want him to learn grace mostly for himself. And we're going to be using math as the tool to primarily teach grace. Grace. And he will probably learn multiplication and division as we go along. But this is a secondary bonus goal of the school year. Primary goal is grace. So every time we visit math, it is not about the math. It is about grace. So that makes the object of the math not to get the answers right, but to engage with the process of mathing with an eye for grace. Okay. This year I want to develop a steadfastness in being dependable to myself. This integrity. I'm going to call it I'm going to call it integrity. This idea that I have my own back, I'm showing up for myself in this school year. And the skill that I want to develop is marketing. I want to learn how to speak to people like you who need to be in our group with us, who need to be learning these things with us. I want to learn how to love and to market from that love and to show, but the but the purpose of my marketing is not to become this amazing marketer. It's not to get a million dollars. It's not to have a million people in our home love lab group. It is for the purpose, the primary purpose of me showing up for myself and doing what I say I'm going to do. That is what I want. I want to learn. This year. Okay, Rebecca says, for me, patience for a characteristic and for a skill, sprinkler systems. I think that this is going to be really aligned. I think that sprinkler systems are the perfect skill to help you learn patience. (laughs) This is great. So, in this way, we're using the skills or the results of our house. Like, this was a perfect example, Rebecca, to learn the attributes. So, this is how we become using our house and whenever you find yourself feeling aggravated or annoyed or frustrated or in all other ways completely dissatisfied with your sprinkler system or anything else that might even happen to you you point it back to patience and that makes your sprinkler system the more annoying the better because you are not here to finish a sprinkler system you are here to develop patience. So as many times as that can be reiterated and you can practice those new neural pathways of patience, the better. So now whenever you're feeling frustrated, you can be so grateful because that is the point of engaging with something you don't know how to do yet. If you knew how to do sprinkler systems, it would not be a good teacher for patience because you would just know how to do it it would be easy it wouldn't stretch you you wouldn't have to consciously be triggered into feelings of unrest to help you practice this new attribute do you understand so if you're really good at making your bed that's not a good team (laughs) with patience right unless it triggers you still unless unless the perfectionism is coming into play and then patience is great okay this is such a good example
0: All right. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining in. And I hope you go make a huge mess. Talk to you next time. Hey, if you are loving everything that you're hearing, I want to invite you to join the Home Love Lab. This is the program where I take you through all the steps in anchoring your home design and renovation in the love that you feel for yourself, for your spouse, for your children, and for all the guests that come into your home. It's a revolutionary way to look at home design, and I'd love to have you join me. You can find more details about the Home Love Lab at intentionalhouse.com.